1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through verse number 5. I'm going to be talking about today, Paul preached Christ. Amen. Paul preached Christ. Amen. Amen. I think you need to come out here. Paul preached Christ. Say that with me. Paul preached Christ. Right. Now, that's, that's what I want to get into today. I want to I show you. When I, when I talk about Paul preached Christ, I'm dealing with the revelation of the mystery. Say, so when Paul preached Christ, we are dealing with the revelation of the mystery. Because when Jesus preached, he could not preach himself. So he had to preach the mystery. Ain't that right? Say, Christ preached the mystery. Paul preached the revelation of the mystery. Okay. Amen. That's what you have to understand. There's the mystery, then the revelation of the mystery. Amen. Uh, with new cameras, you guys can get a little close on me. Uh, make me look good. Amen. Praise God. How many are ready for that word? Amen. Amen. Thank God for his goodness. All right. Now, let's read that. That's verse 1 through verse 5. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 2, verse 1 through 5. Let's read it. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, I was with you in fear, and I was with you in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Somebody said demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Now the reason why he preached Christ, this is the reason, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We're going to pray. We're going to come to this camera. Father, we thank you now for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the power of God today. We give you the praise now. We give you the glory, and we give you the honor. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your truth. We give you praise. I pray that the people today will receive the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding by the Holy Spirit. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray and all the grief that prayer says, Amen. Amen. You can take your seats. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I'm, when I teach this series, I'm going to add to a teaching that I've been doing. Uh, last time I taught this series, I taught volume 7, part 1 and 2. And in that series, I taught you uh, the kingdom of God come with power. That's what we started off with. So we're going to connect this teaching uh, to that teaching, that first teaching. Let's go to that. That's in 1 Corinthians right there, uh, chapter number 4, and verse 19 and 20. We taught this, the kingdom of God come with power. Uh, we're not done. We got other words that got to go with this. So today what we want to do is go to the next part of that message, and we're going to teach on that today. We're going to go to that just a moment. Okay, I give you the scripture for that just a moment. But in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 19 and verse 20, I'm reading out of the King James Version. 1 Corinthians 19 and verse, chapter 4, I'm sorry, verse 19 and 20. Said, but Paul said, but I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will, and I will know 
not the speech. I don't want to hear no talking of them which are puffed up. I want to know about the power. Somebody say amen. He want to know do they have the power. Now, we talk, when we talk about the power, we're talking about the power to edify. Remember, that's what God gave the Apostle Paul, the power to edify the church. All right. And verse, verse 20 says, the kingdom of God is not in word. Otherwise, it's not word only, but in power. The kingdom of God is not just word. The kingdom of God is power. All right. So that's how you know when the kingdom comes. All right, so that's going to take me to my subject today. Now, this subject today, I'm going to be using the kingdom of God cometh not, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to use the word kingdom. I don't have enough room in my tape, I don't think, but the kingdom cometh not with observation. If you have enough room, you can use the kingdom of God cometh not. I know on television we can use it, uh, the kingdom of God, but I don't know about the, the cassettes. I mean, the DVDs and stuff, but the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. So we're going to go to that scripture on that. And if, if you can't, just use the kingdom cometh not with observation. Now, let's go look at that in the 17th chapter of the book of St. Luke. The gospel of St. Luke, chapter 17. This is what Jesus told and gave them the answer. They would want to know why the kingdom hadn't come. Now, this is very important because, say, for example, you may want to know why you have not received Christ. See, all of this is going to come up and give you answers. I'm going to show you why Israel did not receive the kingdom. When you see this, you will see why people are trying to receive the Holy Spirit and they can't. You get all those answers today. Doing all I can, but I can't receive the Spirit. Well, there's a reason. All right? Now, here we go. In, in Luke 17, I'm going to give you the scripture for today. Uh, for my teaching that I gave you. God's kingdom will come is not with observation. I didn't say that. The Lord said it. Let's find out what he meant. Let's go to verse number 20. In the book of St. Luke, I'm going to come to this camera, chapter 17, verse 20. When he had demanded, he was demanding the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. That's what they was asking him. And he said to them, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. That's what we're going to talk about today. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. Watch what he says. The kingdom of God is within you. Now, I'm going to give you two verses of scriptures. In these two verses of scriptures, it's going to tell you what the kingdom is. I'm going to see who, who wise this morning to catch it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going I'm to show it to you, but I want to see can you catch it. Let me read it one more time. Follow me back there on the camera because I want to see what, how many wise folks I got up in here this morning. The Gospel of St. Luke chapter number 17 and verse number 21 is what I want you to emphasize on. Because the kingdom of God comes not with power. I mean, the kingdom of God comes with power, but it does not come with observation. Now, in verse 20 is what, 21 is what I want to show you. Neither shall they say, lo here, uh, lo there. Now, word lo means look here, look there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. I'm going to give you 
what it said in Matthew 24, 23. I'm going to give you what it said in Matthew, and then I'm going to give you what it said in uh, Mark, and then you give me my answer. Don't, don't shout it out. Matthew 24, 23. I'm turning just like you are. Matthew chapter 24 and 23. I'm reading just that one verse. Don't shout it out. Verse 23 on the screen. Then if any man shall say to you, lo, here's Christ, or there, believe it not. Let's go to the Gospel of St. Mark. Chapter 13, verse 21. Mark chapter 13 and verse 21. When you get this, say amen. Mark chapter 13, verse 21. I'm reading the same verse that I read to you in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. All right. And then, if any man shall say to you, Lo, he is Christ, or lo, he is, he is there, believe it not. Let's go back and read Luke. Then you're going to let me know what you got. Luke 17, 20. Like I said before, if you were study the word, you would know what the word is. If you will study it. Luke chapter 17, here we go. Verse number 20. And when he was the man of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God coming not with observation, neither shall they say, lo here, lo here, or lo there. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, what do, we, what do we learn in three different teachings? What do we learn? That's what you learn, right? You, you saw in the word that Matthew and Luke say Christ. You saw in Luke, it said the kingdom. That's how you study. So when you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, then you'll know what the kingdom is. He told you. But Luke, he said the kingdom. Matthew and Mark says Christ. So what are you supposed to get out of that? Christ. See, that's what understanding the word means. But if you never read that, if you never read the other books that say that, then you don't get it. Say Christ, Christ. is the kingdom. Is All right. right. Christ is the kingdom. All right, now, what are our new cameras? Can't y'all tell the difference with the new cameras? What, what do you see a new, what do you see different? You see it clear, but you see me more slimmer. I want to see how many can pick that up. Y'all don't get, y'all don't get it. Come on, thank Mr. Hayes back there. Thank him, thank him back there. We got to pay, we got to pay, but thank him for... Already working on it, all right? Now, so the kingdom of God come not with observation. Now we know what the kingdom is, so we know you can't get the kingdom by observation. So when somebody tell you that all you have to do is get baptized in water in Jesus' name and you can receive the Holy Spirit, he just told you you can't get the kingdom by observation. But you got to know what the word observation is. All right, so when I'm slim and trim like that, that means you can come closer. 
I'm, I'm doing camera talk. That, it, those kind of things you're supposed to know. But anyway, now let's show you that. You want to write down the word observation. Number one word for observation, of course, is the word observe, right? All right, so you know when something is observation, it has to be observed. Now let's go and look at, uh, we're going to follow the stream. Let's go to the Gospel of Matthew. Matter of fact, we're going to go even deeper than that. Go to Galatians 4, 8. Galatians chapter 4. So when I say Israel did not receive the kingdom, or people today are telling you that they are receiving the Holy Spirit, you're supposed to know that they can't based on what they says. That's what I need you to be wise at. Galatia chapter number 4 and verse 8. Now watch what Paul said to these people in the book of Galatia chapter 4 and verse 8. How be it then, are you there? When you knew not God, you did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now after that you have known God, or rather known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements? Now why were they doing it? They had not received the kingdom. See, people think they received the kingdom. Watch this. See, once you receive the kingdom, you can't go back. Watch this. Where until you desire again to be in bondage. Now, the word bondage implies what? Law. Let me talk to the camera. If you're in bondage, you mean you're under law. See, it's not hard if you listen. It says, you observe. Now, what is the word observation? I gave you one word. If somebody observed, that's observation. So you cannot receive the Holy Spirit by observation. What's why Israel could not receive the Holy Spirit? You, ob day, you observe days, months, times, and years. Now, I'm going to show you. I taught you one of the things that Christ is our Passover, and they will keep in the Passover. Their churches still will tell you, you got to eat the bread off the table. What are you trying to do? Keep the Passover. And the same thing you're trying to do is keeping you from receiving the Holy Spirit. You cannot receive the kingdom. The kingdom cometh not with observation. See, this is why so many people in the church have been going to church all their life, but you, you keep telling them over and over and over, do you have the Holy Spirit? I, I, I think I, you, don't, you don't know. See, once the Holy Ghost comes, once the Holy Ghost comes, you're going to know he in the house. Not a, it's, not a, it's not a game. It's, it's reality. And when you don't know, you got, I'm telling you why. See, if you still think a person could be saved by water baptism, that's why you ain't got the Holy Spirit. If you still think we're supposed to do communion on the table, that's why you don't have the Holy Spirit. See, you still think a pastor should be still baptized with water in Jesus, that's why you don't have the Holy Spirit. See, there were people, there were people in this ministry who left this ministry because pastors stopped doing communion on the table. Pastor stopped baptizing with water. And had other church folk who do that tell them, are you telling me y'all ain't doing communion anymore? That church just like a cult now. Are you telling me that y'all ain't baptizing water? 
Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, all in Jesus' name. Man, y'all ain't even keeping ordinances. Jesus died for the ordinances. It was the ordinances that put him on the cross. He fulfilled the ordinances. And yet people still think you ought to do that. See, you know, it's something when you find somebody who tell you the truth. You know when somebody have lied to you all their life? You've been somewhere and the people lied to you all your life and you ask somebody and they tell you the truth? You're like, I don't know, can I believe that? You know, why would you say that? Because you've been lied to all your life. But once you find somebody going, I'm not going to tell you something what I think. If you ask me something, I don't care. It's going to hurt your feelings, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't help from doing it. I can't tell you what I think. I must tell you what the word said. So you can't get mad at me. I'm going to show it to you in the word. Because that's what the word says. See, that's why we have the word. So when I get, if I, let me just do this, do this when it's in my spirit. When I get counsel to a woman who have lost her husband, to a man that have lost their wives, now they are free to marry, only in the Lord. I'm not saying that. That's what the word told you in Romans chapter 7. See, so all I can do is just tell you what the Word says. Paul taught that in the Word. You are not trying to be faithful to your husband. He gone. You're supposed to be obeying the Word. You know, praise God, I know he's gone, but the... But what? See, you're still trying to be faithful to a man that's already gone, ain't coming back. And you're suffering in your life when you ought to start dating. Amen. See, I'm saying this because my wife may have to listen to this tape one day. If I leave before her or she leave before me, I have to go to Romans chapter 7 and say, what do I supposed to be doing? I'm going on with my life. But only in the Lord. So what I'm going to start doing is I'll meet her at the mall. I'll meet her at the movie. I'll meet her at dinner in my car. I, I pay for mine, she pay for hers, because we just dating. No, you don't need no phone number. We ain't got there yet. <laughs> See, you have to understand, you start off, start off that way. Right. You become, make sure you're sisters in Christ, brothers in Christ. That's the first thing you want to find out, are you saved? Because if you're not saved, then I, I can't get into this relationship with you anyway. See, that's just for talking. We'll meet up at lunch and talk, or we'll, we'll walk in the mall and shop and talk and just look. That's fine. Then I get in my car and I go home. You get in your car and go home. That's See, that's what dating is. You get to know the person. Then you want to make sure, if, if number one, the person's saved. Now, can you be a brother and sister in Christ? And then can you be a friend? Once you become a brother and sister in Christ, and second you become a friend, then you move from there to relationship. You won't be no mystery now. I know he's saved. <laughs> We're a friend. We have something in common. We go to church together. See, those kinds of things. You don't go to church together before you get married. Don't expect them to come after get married. I'm praying. No, you don't need to be praying. You should have took care of that before you start. 
So, so that's counsel. So, so when I give you counsel, I'm going to give you counsel from the word. Give me the good news in Romans chapter 7, verse 1. I'm going to take one moment here. See, I'm a pastor. I have to give counsel. And you have to understand, you can't tell nobody, well, well child, this is what I do. You're going to get somebody in trouble. This is what I'll do. Romans chapter 7. We're reading the good news. Here we go. Certainly, we're reading the good news. Romans 7 1. Okay, Romans chapter 7, verse 1. That's what I'm waiting for the screen. There we go. Certainly, you would understand. Now, if you've got a, a good news Bible, you will see it'll say, and an illustration from marriage. If you've got a good news Bible, and King James it may not say that, but it says, an illustration from marriage. He says, certainly you would understand what I'm talking about, my brothers, because all of you know about law. The law rules over people only as long as they live. So when you are married and you have a marriage covenant, that marriage covenant rules over you and your husband as long as you live. But once, you, once the husband die or the wife die, the covenant die. You can't, and you can't be ruled over a covenant that's already gone. Just like once you're in Christ, you can't hold on to the old covenant. Do everybody understand? See, this is what happened. I, I, I got to be faithful to my husband. Your husband's dead. Your husband's gone. Your husband with the Lord. And feel you, what are you waiting on? See, you have to go on with your life. Let's move on. It says, the law rules over people as long as they live. A married woman, for example, is bound by the law to her husband. What law? That law, but when she got married, that was a law given. That was the covenant. As long as he lived. The law only lasts as long as he lives. But if he dies, then she is free from the law that bound her to him. When you come here, you have a marriage covenant. That marriage covenant connects you and your husband in one in flesh. But once that man dies, you're free. Now, I'm going to stop right there so I get a chance to do some weddings soon. Let me stop right there. Okay, but I'm just letting you know, I'm, I'm saying this to the church, our pastor, because... If anything happened to me, I don't want nobody to put my wife in bundles. If she come in here with somebody, sit with somebody, or invite somebody to church, check her out, girl, check her out. Check her out for what? I'm gone. She's doing what she's supposed to do. Make sure the person's safe. And one of the good ways is to bring them in here under the Word, and okay, I'll see you next Sunday. You want to have dinner this week? Okay, call me, we'll see and you drive, they drive, you pay for yours, they pay for theirs. That's how you, that's how you get to know people. Yeah. And then once you, once you know they say, then you start going to church together, that kind of thing, and it grows. Then you start talking on the phone. So you just grows, and you know how it happened. I don't have to tell you all that. You know how to get a boyfriend, a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm showing you how to get a husband now. But you're not going to get no husband and scare everybody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
All right, now, now that's free. Okay, that's, that's not my mess. All right, I'm just putting it in there because I don't want my wife to be in bondage, okay? If anything happened to me, I'm not going to one. I'm going to live a long time. But I don't want you to put me in bondage. If I walk in here and I said, I want to introduce you to Mrs. So-and-so over here, you'd be like, Pastor, Pastor seeing somebody? <laughs> yeah. Ain't no, ain't no game. You got to go on with your life. Everybody understand you have to go on with your life. See, I, I witness the people. I can't call their name. I witness the people in the professional arena that you know their husband died and they're still who they were 20, 30 years ago. Never married. See, that bonded. And then I'm going to tell you something. And then once you get married, don't name the new name, and keep the crump. Get rid of the crump. You ain't no crump no more. <laughs> Go to the man, new name. No, you ain't got to be my understanding crump something. Drop the crump. Crump gone. I'm, I'm, I'm here to give you counsel. All right. I'm just trying to help you out. All right. You, if you don't drop the crump, you're still trying to be faithful to the crump. Got that? Okay, that's how some people are. Now, if it's professional reason, that's between you and the Lord. But you're supposed to drop that guy. Let's move on. Now, our message once again is the kingdom of God coming out with observation. I gave you the word observation. I gave you the gospel of Matthew 28, 16. That's where we're at, right? I said we're at Matthew 28, 16. Okay, I didn't say where we're going. Okay, Matthew chapter 20. Remember, this, this was told Israel at the end of the chapter. This is one reason why you know it wasn't supposed to be given to the church. Well, most church people, they use this for, for evangelism, they call it. This is what God told the church. God told you to do this. He told Israel, let's listen. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 16. That's where we are. Matthew 28, 16. I'm on this camera. Okay. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Who went? The eleven disciples. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, and some doubted. And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power was given to me in heaven and in earth. Go. Who was he talking to? Everybody. He talked to his eleven disciples. He's not talking to the body of Christ. There's no body of Christ yet. The body of Christ was created at the cross when Jesus was raised from the dead. See, if you ever get that in your spirit, when were you created? You were created in Christ. So you hadn't been created yet. Jesus ain't dead. So how can you see all that people that, well, that's the church. That ain't the church. That's who you wanted to be. Watch what the Lord said to them, the 12 disciples, 11, because one dead. Go to all the world and teach all nations. This is after Jesus rose from the dead. But this ain't the church. This is 11 disciples. He told them to go to all the world and preach the gospel. Now, we already know what, where he went. He went to all the nations of Israel. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them. Teaching them what? To observe all things. Why were they taught to observe all things? Because they were still under the law. Teaching them. To observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Well, what did he command them? 
He commanded them to love one another as he had loved them. He commanded them to love one another. He commanded them to do that. All right. And then, lo, I'm with you. He also commanded them to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and love one another. He said, for I'm with you always. Now watch what he says. I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Now you have people in the body of Christ quoting that verse. That the Lord is with me, even to the end of the world. Is that right? I thought you had eternal life. So he only with you to the end of the world. The end of the world is the end of the promised land. It was when it was destroyed. He was with them to the end of that, of the old covenant. But see, we quoting that now. The Lord be with you to the end of the world. Is that right? So what happened when the world ends? He ain't with you no more? I thought you have eternal life. See, you, people quote stuff, they don't even know what they're quoting. All right, now, that was what he says in Matthew. I gave you Colossians. That's what I gave you, didn't I? I gave you Colossians before this. I gave you Galatia 4. Okay, you got it. Galatia chapter 4, verse 8. Did I read it all to you? Galatia chapter 4. Let's read verse 10. That's just one verse. Galatia chapter 4. Just want to make sure you listen to me. Galatians chapter 4. See, that's why I always tell you, you better listen, because I ask you a question. You go, yeah, right, that's you gave us. No, I didn't. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 10. Verse 9 said, but now after you have known God, or rather known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereby you desire again to be in bondage. Now, that's all the, the law stuff. That's talking about the bread and the table, the baptism. He's talking about the circumcision, all that stuff. Then he says, you observe days. I just got to reading that to you. Months and times and years. I'm afraid of you, Paul says. Lest I have bestowed upon you much labor in vain. I'm, I'm afraid of you. You're going back to doing the stuff under the law. And that's what he told me. That's why, you did, that's why they did not receive. Let's give you a couple more in here uh, that you have to understand. Christ fulfilled these things. But that word observe means, observation means to keep the law. That's why I told you that people today are still celebrating feast days. Let's go, let's go back and look at it. Exodus chapter 12, verse 17. We're in the King James. King James. Ex, Exodus 12, 17. See, people are trying to make it seem like they're doing something that we're not doing. I mean, because we know we say we keep it feast day. You just lost as a bat. You don't know what you believe. Here we go. Exodus, you know why you can't say nothing? Because you don't think they lost. If you're not following the gospel of Christ and, and believing in Christ, death, death, and resurrection, you are lost. All right. Here it is, Exodus chapter 12 and verse 14. These people are trying to keep the feast. This is why so many people tell you you ought to be having bread on the table. Exodus 12 and verse 14 says, And this day shall be to you, Israel, for a memorial you shall keep, a, keep it a feast of the Lord throughout your generation. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance. He wasn't talking to you. Forever. That was for Israel. They had to keep it an ordinance. Let's go look at verse number, 20, look verse number 17. Oh, we just did 17. No, we didn't. We did 14. Let's do 17 because he's going to use the word observe. Talking about unleavened bread. Talking about you eating the Passover. What you think you're doing? You're observing. 
And when people wonder about why they don't have the Holy Spirit. This is why. Verse 17, you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. That's what you're doing when you're eating bread on the table. You're observing the feast of unleavened bread. For in this self-same day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe this day in your generation by an ordinance forever. That's why they did it. And that's what people in the churches are doing. They tell you, you're supposed to do that. No, that's what's not given to you. All right, verse 24. Verse number 24. See, I'm using the word observe, so I, I know you can get that much. Here we go. You shall observe this thing for an audience to thee and your sons forever. Verse 25. And it shall come to pass when you come into the land which the Lord has given you. He's talking about the promised land. According as he has promised, you shall keep this service. That's why they were doing it. And yet people are bringing this stuff in the church and tell you you're supposed to do it. No, you're not. That's what I'm trying to... This is what keeping church folk from receiving the kingdom. Do I need to give you any more or are you already satisfied? Well, let's get, let's get, these, let's get one more. I gave you the Passover. Exodus 12, 23. I might as well give you that while you're there. Go down and look at verse 23. Exodus chapter 12. In verse 23, the Lord will pass through the, and smite the Egyptians. And when you see the blood up on your lintel, and, and when, you, when, you see the, when he see the blood up on the lintel, and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over you the day, over the door, I'm sorry, and will not suffer the straw to come near your dwelling. And in verse 24, it says, and you shall observe this. So you can see that word observe. Okay, that's all I want to show you. Now, let, let's go show you. One more under that old covenant, uh, Exodus 31, 16. Exodus 31, 16. All these are Old Testament telling me what they had to observe. If you just go out and just look at the word observe, you'll see that's what, it, that's what observation is. Exodus 31 and verse 16. And wherein, are you there? Exodus 31, 16. And for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight. Am I in Exodus 31? I'm in Exodus 33. 33, child, 33. Wrong chapter. Exodus 31, verse 16. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath. See that word observe mean to keep. Because he's going to say you're both in the same verse. They shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generation for a perpetual covenant. That's why you have church folk going to church talking about we keeping the Sabbath. You under the law. You are not saved. See, somebody have to tell you the truth. I'm ministering to 2.89 billion people. Don't have no time to play no game. All right. Exodus 34, 22. These are the people who have to go, go out of town every October. They canceled it this year, but you know. Exodus 34, because they have to keep the feast. Exodus 34. God save you, boy. Got you out of that stuff. Exodus chapter 34. That's my brother. Exodus 34, 22. Here it is. Are you there? And thou shalt observe the feast of weeks. Observe? Yeah, you got to observe the feast of weeks. Of the, of the first fruits of wheat harvest and the feasts of ingathering 
at the end, year end. That's why they do it at the end of the year. Because they're gathering. All of the different churches come together and gather. Keep the feast. He's still under the law. Show sure you just as much law that Israel was. Let's do you another. Deuteronomy 16, 12. Deuteronomy 16, 12. This is going to have to be the last. You got to look the rest of them up yourself. Deuteronomy 16, 12. This happened to anybody out? Yeah. All right. See, if, this is what the word does. The word gives you counsel. Deuteronomy 16, 12. Here we go. And thou shalt remember that thou was a bondman in Egypt. And thou shalt observe to do the feet, to do the, to do these statues, they call them. Thou shalt observe the feast of tabernacles. These are the statues and people are still trying to keep them. Thou shalt observe the feast of tabernacles seven days. How long you stayed? Seven days. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt observe the feast of tabernacles seven days. After that, thou hast gathered, thou hast gathered in your corn and your wine. You ain't got no corn and no wine. All right, but I want to show you. Now, let's go to the book of Acts, chapter number one. I got to go to work. Why are people not receiving the kingdom? I can't even start right, I can't even start right there first. Let's go to Matthew 24, 23. Matthew 24, 23. I'm, gonna, I'm showing you why people are not receiving Christ. This is why they can't receive Christ. This is why they can't receive the Holy Spirit. They're doing something else. Matthew 24, 23. Oh, I gave you that already. I don't have to give you that. I've done those already. Acts 1. I can't go to Acts 1, 6 through 8. Thank you. Acts 1, 6 through 8. Acts chapter 1. Now watch what this man said to Jesus. Jesus, when Jesus rose from the dead, Let's go back and see what he preached for. Go to Acts chapter 1, verse 1. Let's go back and see what Jesus preached. Now, remember, he couldn't preach Christ. He told, you know, because Christ wasn't revealed yet. Christ is a revealed word. He had to preach the manifestation of the word, which is the kingdom. Watch this. The former treated, verse 1, I, I have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, through the Holy Ghost, he had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, after his suffering, by many infallible proof, both sin of them forty days, and speaking of the thing pertaining to what? To the kingdom of God. He, when he rose from the dead, he was still preaching to these people the kingdom of God. They still had not received. Now, Let's go and look at verse 6. Here we go. Verse number 6. When they therefore will come together, they ask of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore? Somebody say restore. restore. Now, anybody got some definition for the word restore? I'm going to give you some. Yeah, that's one word. But I want that word reconciliation. See, what, remember the teaching I gave you on reconciliation? Recon, to reconcile means to give back everything I lost. See, restore, renew is one of them, but it's really restore. See, if, if anybody restores you something, say, for example, uh, if your insurance company comes out and you had damages in your house, 
What, what are they supposed to do? Restore, right? That's restoration. Restoration is to give me back what I lost. If you totaled your car and they give you a new car, what do they do? They restore, right? All right. I always know what restoration means. All right. Because that's what you want them to do. You want them to restore. So they are saying, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Now, just think what he asked it. He asked in the Lord, will you restore again the kingdom to Israel? How you, how, how, if you know the word, you know he can't do that. He gave them the kingdom in the old covenant. And I'm going to show you they could not receive the Holy Spirit because they already rejected Christ. You can't reject Christ and then receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus told you in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, which is the Holy Ghost, but by me. You can't reject Christ and then receive the Holy Spirit. And then people are trying to get an inheritance. You can't get an inheritance because the Holy Ghost is a part of the inheritance. But you can't get no inheritance if you reject Christ. See, Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one in the middle. You can't get to the Father. You can't get your inheritance. Remember what he told you in Romans chapter 8, verse 32? Write that down. He that spared not his own son, but deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give you all things? Just waiting for the put on the screen. That's what I be waiting for. Because I want what I see on the screen. Okay. He that spared not his own son, but deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him, with him, with him freely give you all things? You don't want him, you don't get all things. See, that's what people are praying. Their people are talking to the Father. They're, they're, that's why you hear when they sing, they say, God. They don't say Father. They don't say Lord. You, 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 don't, you ought to wonder about that. He's their God. But if you have the Holy Spirit, he is your Father. So don't get deceived. When you hear people saying and they're saying, God, they sound real good. Oh, he, your God, they call him that in the old covenant. He was Israel God. He was Abraham God, Isaac God, Jacob God. In the new covenant, once you receive the Holy Spirit, he said you're supposed to say, Abba, Father. He become your Lord. Ain't that right? That's what it says in the New Covenant. He has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Acts 2.36, right? Well, if he's Lord, why don't you call him Lord? If he's your father, why don't you call him Father? Why are you saying, still saying God? Hmm. Okay. Will you restore again the kingdom of Israel? Let's see what happened here. That, that was I'm all, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, right? All right. And verse number 7 says, He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, you remember the message I told you under the first teaching on this series? The Holy Ghost come with, the kingdom of God come with. So once he gives you 
the Holy Spirit, you receive authority. You receive authority to do what? Let me show it to you. Hold, hold, hold right there. Let me see if I find it for you. Uh, 2 Corinthians. Lord, help me here. I want to I wanna make sure I get it. 13, 8. Let me see, can I find it here? Help me here. 2 Corinthians 13.8, I think that's what I want. Uh, edification. That's one of the reasons why I tell you to write in your Bible. A lot of folk won't write in the Bible. Don't have to worry about it. You ain't going to find it. I'm looking for edification. It's 2 second, it, it, Corinthians 13 and verse 10. See, I write in my Bible. If you're writing your Bible, you can use your Bible for a tablet. 2 Corinthians 13, 10. Let's put it on the screen. Therefore, I write these things being absent, lest being present, I shall use sharpness according to the power, there it is, which the Lord has given to me. How you know God gave you power? See, that's what I'm, I'm, that's, when I do that, I'm trying to see are you really picking it up. When Jesus came to his ministry, after the Holy Ghost came up on him, he returned, that's what the book of Luke says, once he left the wilderness, he came back, he returned in the power. How do you know you got the power? I heard of Abadabadad, Sunday's old, old mode on That's to the Lord. Talk to me in English. How you know when you have the power? You have the Holy Spirit. That's why I told you, the, that's why I gave you 1 Corinthians 4, 19 and 20. I taught on it. The Holy Ghost come with, the Holy Ghost is the kingdom. Christ is the kingdom. Christ come with power. The kingdom come with power. If you have received the Holy Spirit, now you have the power to edify the church. You can't edify me. You can't build me up if you don't have the power. The power is to edify. That's, that's one of the verses. Let me give you another one. Now, see, you ought to have in your Bible, so I'm going to ask you next time, if I don't know... See, I need to be able to have somebody in the church that at least write in the Bible. If I say I don't know and tell somebody, what did I say that at? <laughs> ain't got nobody. It's like, ain't anybody write it down? Okay. But, but use your Bible. It's Okay. We got Bibles in the storehouse. Buy another Bible. I'm not going to call you cheap because you're not cheap. Huh. Okay. 2 Corinthians 10 8 is the next one. You can't, man, you're talking about keeping some good notes. Man, why you bought that Bible? Because that Bible has notes right down the middle. <laughs> it has scriptures right down the middle, doesn't it? If you got a good Bible. Now, if you don't have no scripture down the middle, Sell all you have. They call reference. Whoever wrote the Bible gave you the reference to go find other scriptures. To go. That's what a Bible is. But they can't give you everything they didn't know. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8. Here we go. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given to us for what purpose? 
to edification. So if you got the power, you have the power to edify. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, forget it. See, that's what happened. People go into churches, and then the, the man that's preaching don't even have the power. Can't even edify the church. How many know the difference between a donkey and a horse and a mule? Now, I know y'all not from the, from the city. Y'all from Pontiac, which is the same thing as country, because most of the folks from Pontiac came from the country. Huh? A mule is what? He's mixed with a horse and a donkey. Now, you need to write it down. You don't even know what a mule is. That's why a mule is always bigger than a horse. He is, he is a product of a donkey and a horse. And he is sterile. He cannot reproduce after his kind. He's a mule. See, if you know, just write it down, look it up, you learn something. Man, tell me, let me learn something. If it ain't nothing, what you learn today? I learned what a mule is. You learn something? You take a donkey and a horse and you mix them together and you get a mule. But a mule is sterile. Sterile. He cannot reproduce. That's what you got in the pulpits. Mules. They can't edify the church. You have to know what a pastor of a church is supposed to be doing with the church. That's why the people, that's why Christ said in Galatians, let me show it to you. He had the power to edify. Let me show you this in Galatians. People go to church, they don't even know where they go. They don't even know why they should go. Why you shouldn't go there. Galatians 4.19. See, why was Gabriel sent by God to Elizabeth? Elizabeth couldn't have no children. So she had to be pregnant by the word. Well, if Gabriel was not who he's supposed to be, then how would Elizabeth get pregnant by the word? Are y'all listening to... You have to know what you're supposed to be doing. Why you have a husband? Why do a woman want a husband? She can't have no children by herself. Why did Adam have to have Eve? But you can't have Eve and Eve. You can't have Adam and Adam. See, you got to see why God put down his program. So that's why I give pastors after my own heart. So if a man is not a pastor, he cannot edify you. You will never receive Christ. He can't put the word in your heart. Do you understand? He don't have the power to do that. You have to know when you go somewhere, why are you sitting under that person? That's why you got people sitting under the church pastor for all them years and nobody ever got saved. Nobody ever received the spirit. See, that man must have the spirit. That man must have the power. 
What are y'all going to read? Galatians 4.19, right? I'm going to read it out of the uh, NLT. I'm sorry, good news, I'm not doing NLT today, thank you. Uh, Galatians 4.19, this last verse. Man, my time already gone. Fast as I was in the east. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19. My little children, once again, just like a mother in childbirth. What are you talking about childbirth? That's what happened, when you, what happened in the church. Just like a mother in childbirth, I feel the same kind of pain for you until Christ's nature is formed in you. Paul's saying, look what Paul says. He's, in King James, you know what he had to travel again. What did he travel again for? Just like a mother. He got to birth the people. Oh, God Almighty, man. See, there's no mule on the other side of this pulpit. There ain't no mule. We don't have mules in here. But you about to realize when you go somewhere, you about to know what you got. All right, verse number 19 said, My dear children, once again, just like a mother in childbirth, I feel the same kind of pain for you until Christ's nature is formed in you. Listen, make sure that you're sitting under a man of God that have the Holy Spirit, that have the Spirit and the kingdom power. So you can be edified. So you can bring forth the kingdom of God in you. Listen, you need to receive Christ right now. Christ died for our sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. You need to receive Christ in your heart, in your life right now. That's what this ministry is about, is to produce sons and daughters in Christ. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.